Hello and welcome to the EMG Gold podcast. I'm Mark Koskela and today I'm pleased to be bringing you yet another excellent episode. Our guest for today is Tamika Jean-Baptiste, Vice President and Chief Diversity Officer at Amgen. I spoke with Tamika about her efforts around diversity and inclusion in the workplace, the mission of the Gender Parity Collaborative, and the important role of employee resource groups within the pharmaceutical industry. It's an incredibly interesting episode, and I do hope you enjoy listening to it. Hi, Tamika. How are you? I'm fantastic, Mark. How are you? Great, very well, and really uh, excited about our discussions today. So, Tamika, you've been working with Amgen for over 20 years, and throughout your professional life, you've devoted yourself to promoting diversity and belonging in the workplace, a commitment that's evident through your involvement with Amgen's workforce initiatives, but also in the support of the HBA Gender Parity Collaborative, which is a collective of healthcare and life sciences companies working to accelerate gender parity and diversity. Tamika, her husband and eight-year-old son, recently relocated from New York City to the Los Angeles area and are looking forward to creating new experiences on the west coast of the United States of America. We're excited to have her on the show today to learn more about diversity and inclusion at Amgen, as well as the progress that's being made by the Gender Parity Collaborative to increase diversity across the pharma industry. Brilliant. Well, let's get started then. So to kick us off, it'd be great to take a step back from your current day to day and really understand what inspired your move from the realm of sales and marketing towards a career in diversity and inclusion. Well, first of all, thank you, Mark, for having me. And um, I'll start by answering that question and saying um, that it's really been inspiring to work for a company like Amgen over the past 20 years. Um, When you think about, you know, really our mission to serve patients, uh, that creates a deep sense of purpose for me personally, because I think you have to start there, right, in terms of what what aligning your purpose and your passion. Um, And I don't feel like I necessarily moved toward a career in diversity and inclusion because I feel like I've been a champion uh, for diversity and inclusion. That's really always been a part of my career. I do remember growing up and being always reminded by my mom to, first of all, celebrate my uniqueness uh, and really the importance of advocating for not only yourself, but for others. So throughout my career, uh, Mark, I've looked for opportunities to mentor, support others on their career journey. It was just always my way to pay it forward because I've been so fortunate throughout my career to have great mentors, advocates, and champions. Um, So after several years of leadership uh, with some of our employee resource groups and working on key diversity and inclusion initiatives at Amgen, um, I made the bold move of verbalizing uh, my desire. To, to really navigate into the work of uh, diversity, inclusion, and belonging full-time. I can remember most people couldn't understand that. <laughs> they uh, wondered why I wanted to leave a successful career in our commercial business function uh, and move to human resource, because it's no secret that the work of uh, DEI is not for the faint at heart. But I knew it's something that I wanted to lean in on, um, you know, and I, I knew this this work really uh, connected with my passion uh, and my purpose. So, you know, over the past few years of doing this work, uh, it has been encouraging not only to see our leaders within Amgen demonstrate commitment to diversity, inclusion and belonging, but other companies within the Gender Parity Collaborative. Um, I think we all recognize we're on different stages of our journey, and really it's important for us at Amgen to make sure we we continue to lean in 
on fostering a culture of belonging where diversity is celebrated uh, and inclusion is the norm. So that that's a little bit of how I uh, made the lane change, if you will, uh, into this work. Absolutely fascinating. And, and, and I guess ultimately, even within sales and marketing and moving towards diversity and inclusion, it, it's still about people. Absolutely. It's just you're, like you so eloquently put there, a lane change to the side. side. Absolutely. Um, so moving forward, so why is it important for organizations to publicly address and support diversity and inclusion? Well, I used to just say that diversity inclusion, you know, is about doing the right thing, but it's it's really more than that. Um, it also drives business growth uh, and it enhances just overall employer brand reputation, which, first of all, is important to our staff. It's important to our shareholders. And, and most importantly, it's important to the patients we serve. You know, everyone calls this era the war on talent. And we know that the only way you can attract, retain uh, the best talent worldwide is to show the world that you consider diversity and inclusion as a strategic imperative. Uh, there's a lot of research out there, Mark, um, one in particular that says 60% of employees considers a company's social and environmental commitments when deciding where to work. <laughs> so it, it matters in terms of what you're doing on, on social environmental uh, issues and how you govern your organization. Uh, there was another study that said that, you know, employees are three times more likely to stay and be more engaged uh, at a company that they consider is a purpose-driven organization. So it matters. Um, and I also think it matters because, you know, we need to reflect our customers uh, because if we have that diversity of our customer base, you know, it helps us innovate for them better. And again, you know, I think about inclusion, you know, if people don't feel like they belong at your organization, uh, we won't really harness the power of diversity, right? We need those perspectives and ideas to really fuel innovation, to create life-saving medicines for patients. Uh, so we consider diversity and inclusion um, a competitive advantage, right? Because we know it helps foster greater innovation. And that's important to us as a life science company, because, you know, our mantra is, we feel our differences lead to better science at Amgen. Uh, so we're really, you know, making that a part of our, our, our business strategy as we look ahead. And Mark, if I could just even shift, I know there's been a lot of focus in terms of diversity and inclusion, especially in light of the murder of George Floyd here in the U.S. Uh, and it really exposed a lot of the systemic racism and injustices uh, with Black and Brown communities. Everything from quality education, healthcare, um, professional Professional employment opportunities. And we know, you know, those disparities just don't hurt a subset of a community. It, it really impacts the global economy. Um, so we feel as an organization, we have to help address those inequities. Um, and, and we're embracing that role. And I feel that the Gender Parity Collaborative is as well. So again, we want to make sure that our, our scientists of the future reflect the diversity in today's high schools. So how are we exposing students earlier in the talent pipeline to STEM and science-based roles? Um, we also, Mark, signed on to an initiative uh, called 110, and it's a coalition of many of the world's largest best-known companies. And the goal is to hire 1 million Black Americans uh, into well-paying jobs over the next 10 years with a specific focus on those without a four-year degree, because we believe, again, uh, we have a social responsibility to create family-sustaining jobs to help support 
economic stability because we believe that inherently helps promote health equity in our communities. So um, really proud of the work that you know we've been able to do in other companies a- around the world on this effort. And I think a lot of that led to, we were pretty proud this year uh, that we were ranked number eighth of the 25 best workplaces in the world as a result of some of that effort. But as with anything, this is a journey, right? And it's a lot like science. We, we got to continue to learn build, discover, innovate, and create profound change. And we know that diversity, inclusion, and and, and creating that environment helps us create that. Really interesting. I I was going to ask a follow-up question, which was, how is this reflected? And you were obviously citing studies earlier in your answer around, you know, people remaining with businesses for longer, if you're doing the right things that you've been talking about. I was going to ask you, well, how's that reflected? And you kind of answered my question there at the end in terms of your now ranked, sorry, was it eighth top workplace out of the top 25 in, in the world. I guess that's something to really be proud of. It is. And it's something you can't you can't let your foot off the gas either. Right. Because, you know, as, as we look for opportunities, I think the bar continues to raise. Right. You know, what are we doing to make sure we're promoting a diverse staff? We're creating environments where staff members can truly thrive. Uh, so it's important for us to always be mindful of those environments we're trying to create both internally and in our local communities. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, now, you, you touched on in, in that answer as well around the uh, the Gender Parity Collaborative. Um, so in a recent episode of the Gold Podcast, we spoke to Julie Ross, who's president of Advanced Clinical and a fellow member. Could you tell us how you first got involved with the collaborative and, and what mission unites all the members of this organization? Well, um, I really started getting more involved with the collaborative um, in early 2020. And, you know, it's it's kind of hard not to align <laughs> with the mission of the collaborative, you know, bringing 15 leading healthcare and life sciences company, you know, all focused on accelerating gender equality uh, and, and really doing that by, you know, adopting systemic changes in the industry workplace. So I, I think this organization we recognize that gender equality is not a woman's issue. It's a business imperative and it helps us all drive better business results. So that's easy for us as an organization to align with because I feel it aligns with some of our priority areas of focus. So I feel like as an organization, we have uh, made some progress as a, as a collaborative, but I love the fact that we acknowledge that there's still a lot of work to do. And I love the bold and progressive agenda that number one, prioritizes women in leadership. Uh, it really amplifies uh, the role of men as allies. And um, over the past couple of years, there's been a concerted effort to accelerate the advancement of women of color, which aligns with my personal um, passion and purpose. Senior executives at Amgen, like other members of the collaborative, we recognize that accelerating the pace of change will require systemic change. Uh, And it's been really nice to witness that with collaborative members like Julie over the past um, two years in the collaborative. That commitment is is really, you you get to see it in action with us really coming together and sharing best practices on how we truly continue to accelerate that effort. And just a few stats that I think we should all be proud of that the collaborative has been able to yield over the past few years. All the collaborative companies through 2020 have better representation of women in the talent pipeline across every level from entry level to C-suite compared to broader 
pharmaceutical sector benchmarks, as well as all other industry averages in corporate America. You know, since 2018 to 2020, the collaborative has uh, doubled the representation of women at the SVP level as well. So again, the, the, the proof is in the effort, right? And I feel as we look at what the pandemic has really exacerbated in terms of uh, the risk we have at this stage, you know, it, it is really forcing a lot of women to downshift their careers or leave their workforce. I'm so happy that the question the collaborative asks this year is, you know, how do we continue to accelerate and and not run the risk of uh, losing a lot of the progress that we've made over the past few years? So you can you can see my excitement about the work of the collaborative, and it just it, it just so nicely aligns to uh, our focus here at Amgen. So it was an easy collaboration to join course and it sounds truly impressive some of the work that's going on there so moving on so how would you suggest we harness the power of our differences to make meaningful change in the workplace and drive better outcomes for patients um i would say mark the first thing is to really recognize and um, amplify the role that everyone plays in promoting diversity inclusion and belonging it really takes all of us working together every day uh, to create an organization where diversity is celebrated and inclusion is the norm. Um, I always love one of our executive leaders says, hey, the only problem we can't solve is the one we don't know about, <laughs> right? So it's it's really important to create those environments where people not only have a seat at the table, but those voices and those ideas are being heard, right? Because we want to know, right? We want to know barriers before they become bigger issues and problems. We want want to know uh, innovative ideas. So uh, I, I think it takes everyone to create that type of environment. And one way we've been able to really create um, meaningful cultural change, especially at this time, uh, Mark, where people are feeling so isolated in this remote environment and navigating this pandemic, our ERGs have been a really a strong source of meaningful change in the workplace. They, they did previously and even more so now in the workplace in this remote environment. We have 11 ERGs with more than 60 chapters worldwide uh, with over 11,000 members globally, right? So it, it's a very active community because they not only uh, create connectivity in the workplace, but, but they're also leaning in to help us address business outcomes for patients as well. Um, it, it was interesting. Our Amgen Women's, um, they're called the Women Empowered to Be Exceptional ERG. Uh, it's one of our largest uh, with 24 chapters around the globe. And their focus has been um, really on mentoring women. There's over about a thousand women that have been helped through that mentoring program and elevated to senior roles within the organization. And based on a lot of the work that came out of the Gender Parity Collaborative in 2019, 2020, um, we really wanted to do something to address the needs of women of color, which came out of that McKinsey in the Workplace study. So we actually created a global women of color lead within our We2 ERG, specifically focused on the unique needs of women of color throughout our organization and across the globe. Uh, so that just shows you one, one thing that came out of the collaborative and how we're trying to implement and really elevate some of the needs of women in the workplace. Uh, so that's, that's really one thing I'm proud of. 
And one other thing that I, I would speak to as well, uh, our, our Amgen Black Employee Network has also been instrumental in, in helping us to focus on increasing diversity in clinical trials, right? You know, I feel like diversity and inclusion is not just about our, our staff, but it's it's about how do we make biz, better business decisions. Uh, and we're really looking for ways to increase participation of diverse communities uh, that have been historically excluded either due to sex race, ethnicity, or age. Uh, and we have a three to five year plan that's really designed to, you know, redesign trials and really improve uh, the representation of not only diverse participants in trials, but also those community organizations and, and academic centers uh, that could be great hubs to uh, help us do that over time. So really excited about that work. So again, that all came out of our ERGs, really helping us not only create culture and community, but also drive business impact within our organization. Uh, and the last thing that I, I would point to in terms of, you know, harnessing the power to create meaningful change in the workplace, I think leadership is important as well. Not only, not only leadership commitment, but accountability. And I think it's really uh, important to define uh, expectation on what good looks like in creating an inclusive culture. Uh, and, and we've been doing that with our leaders over time. And this year we actually have an annual goal with our executive directors and officers within our organization. And they are 99% signed on for an action plan focused on diversity and inclusion in the workplace and how to uh, really create a culture where everyone feels they have the ability to thrive. So if I had to wrap that up into to maybe three buckets, you know, leverage the ERGs. These are your diversity champions within any organization. Leadership is critical and really focusing in on the role that everyone plays in creating inclusive cultures within the workplace. Thank you. Really, really comprehensive answer there. Really <laughs> great advice for, for, our, for our listeners. Um, I'd just be really curious on your on your last point in terms of your, your senior executives being signed up to some annual goals. What and, and maybe that's something you can't share with us, but I was just curious, what, what type of, of goals are they? Well, it's really all of our leaders have committed to a diversity and inclusion action plan, and we leaned in more so on inclusive uh, leadership traits, right? What are those things that, that you will do, behaviors or actions within your team to create inclusive environments? Uh, and the reason we, we focused there, Mark, was because, uh, man, the pandemic, right? We were doing a lot of our, our surveys and, and seeing people less engaged than maybe historically they were, because again, when you're in an environment of uncertainty or anxiety, uh, we saw that mental health and well-being needed to be elevated within our um, team. So if you're not in tune with what your staff members need, you can you can miss your opportunity to make sure you're addressing those needs so they can be their best in the workplace. So we really uh, defined what good looks like for our leaders and, and gave some tools that they could use to really foster and include inclusive environment, especially in a remote you know, environment that we're, a lot of us are, are living and working in today. So it's dedicated on creating inclusive culture. So normally you see goals around increase your number of women, increase this. We're, all, we're leaning in on that and, and showing improvement, but we realize the importance of inclusivity and creating that culture uh, at a time where I think is critical for staff members around the world. Really, really interesting. Uh, some great insights there. Um, and moving on, the, obviously, the past year has been nothing short of, of extraordinary. <laughs> well, past year, 18 months, almost two years now. So 
would you be able to pick out a standout moment for, for both the industry and for, for yourself over the past 12 months? Well, it's hard to pick out a standout moment. So I'm glad you gave me one um, for me personally and the industry. So I'll start with uh, me personally. Um, I would say that seeing our leaders, uh, and I mentioned our employee resource groups community coming together um, to support each other like I'd never seen before, right? You know, you can you can be dedicated on women's issues and, and really be honing in on that. But over the past two years, there's been more cross ERG uh, collaboration uh, in support and solidarity for what other groups are going through. Uh, I remember in particular uh, when the rise of anti-Asian hate crimes happened in the U.S. Uh, it was it wasn't just our Amgen Asian Association mobilizing; it was the broader ERG community coming together and really honing in on how to provide safety. Uh, for our staff, how to provide support, well-being resources to help deal with. Some of our staff members uh, were afraid to go into the office because of some of the the incidences that were happening on the streets in portions of the United States. So it was very important for us to, you know, do what we could. But a lot of that support really came from the broader community, which was just so powerful uh, to see. So uh, that that's a standout moment for me personally. Uh, I would also say that as an industry, it's been nice to talk to many of my my colleagues. Um, I'm I'm thrilled to see that mental health and well-being is at the forefront and and not on the back burner of, of things that we are focusing on for staff members. I do feel like you know for so long there's been this negative stigma about bringing up issues and people don't feel uh, safe to really uh, verbalize those things that they may be dealing with. And I think there's been a realization across not just Amgen, but other companies that we have to be focused on our staff needs uh, and improving their lives so we can improve the lives of patients. Uh, so I've been been seeing and, and really garnering some best practices across the industry around uh, well-being programs and support that we can provide differently. Uh, I'll never forget uh, during the pandemic, we, we really focused on some well-being support for women uh, who were dealing with juggling, you know, domestic uh, chores and and managing kids who are working in a virtual environment, um, a- as well as trying to work. So we wanted to make sure to provide resources and and support for them, for their children who were suffering in the pandemic in the in the virtual world. Uh, so for the first time, I've seen. Um, you know, just well-being, mental health, taking center stage in terms of how to help our staff members uh, navigate during this time. And it has been uh, so appreciated. And it's, it's, it's like, don't take it away, right? It, it's something that we all need to make sure that we're first filling our cup, right, before we can uh, pour into others, which is what we do every day at Amgen in terms of creating innovative therapies for patients. So to me, that that's a standout. Uh, for the industry and 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 just uh, people in this work over the past year for me. Oh, thank you. And, and, and are you hopeful in terms of kind of moving forward? And you know, maybe the world moves. You know, we kind of get past COVID. That all of these things that you've talked about there that are be real positives will can continue to happen and not get dropped. I, I am because I think staff members. I think 
um, our just global workforces. Uh, I think expectations from uh, external investors, to me, these are all things that they're talking about. And, and as we look ahead, it, it's really the future of our workforce, right? It's it's less about, you know, c- coming in, a, a, you know, every day uh, in, in this finite world of eight to five. Uh, it's really about how do you create an environment uh, and the flexibility for staff to be their best selves and, and create uh, the most productive output. Uh, and that's going to be different for everyone. So to me, I think talent is demanding it. And I don't think that's going away. <laughs> People have gotten used to, you know, just kind of creating the, the best environment for them to be their best selves. Uh, and I don't think we can we can go too far backward uh, in that. I do think we're, we're just going to have to be a bit more um, innovative in how we uh, make the best environments. And again, that's different for every company. Uh, but I, I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon uh, in, in that regard. Brilliant. I think that's a, an excellent point to, to end the conversation today then in terms of creating an environment, enabling people to be the best versions of themselves. And I, yes, so thank you. Thank you so much, um, Tamika, for joining us on the show. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Absolutely. It's been great. And uh, look forward to more discussions like this in the future, Mark. And that's sadly all we have time for this week. A big thank you to Tamika for joining us for this episode and for sharing just how important it is for companies to really put efforts into diversity initiatives. Do remember to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Also, if you enjoyed Tamika's insights and would be interested in hearing more, I'm delighted to announce that she'll be featuring as our Catalyst interview in the next edition of Gold Magazine, which is out on the 8th of December. So be sure to subscribe at www.emg-gold.com so you don't miss that either. So thank you for listening. Take care and goodbye for now.